Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fignuts Podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 26. If you count all of them, that's 220 episodes. I'm Craig. My name is Britt. And Britt, we're back, and it is the playoffs for the NFL. Yes. Can't wait. How did we get here? Um, I don't remember. I think we took a bus. It, you know you know why I don't remember? Why? Because I just popped open a beer. Oh. I don't know if that got if that got heard, but yeah, I, I can't I, I do. This season this season feels at the same time feels like it took forever, but also feels like it flew by. I feel like we were just doing our round tables. Yes. Right? I mean, seriously, it feels like it was just September, like five minutes ago, but it also feels like the longest four months of my life. <laughs> It's, it's it's a strange kind of dichotomy, guys. I, I can't explain it. it but before weird. we get to explaining anything, Craig, let's start where we always start. What are you drinking? Take this up here. Hold on. I don't want to get it on the laptop. Jesus, how heavy is it that you had to grunt to pick it up? No, that was me trying to not, like, spill it. Oh. Um. How heavy is it that you had to grunt <laughs> to pick it up? So tonight I have a beer from Back East Brewing. Uh, this oh. is a Blackberry Berliner Weiss. What's it called? A Blackberry have, Berlander Weiss. It doesn't have a fancy name. It does not. <laughs> okay, because I, I I feel like I feel like Christy might have tried that. My wife would have tried that. At I some think point. we had it when we were there, possibly. That that sounds right. Were we at Back East? When we did that one Saturday where we went to like five breweries. Did we go to Back East? If you did. Okay. Did. <laughs> Goes to show you how much I remember of that. Yeah, well, you had um, a lot of beer. <laughs> I, I did. I did. Hey, at least I remember you driving me home on New Year's. That's that's something. That is. <laughs> I I am drinking an old Brit fave. I found so quick funny story. I said to my wife this weekend, I said, I need to stop by a liquor store. I'm almost out of beer. And she goes, I'm not drinking right now, so I'm just gonna wait in the car. And I said, Okay, now she takes forever in the, the liquor store. She loves seeing all the different beers, and the bigger the store, the better. So we took we're a total wine. Mm-hmm. If normally if you go to Total Wine, she's in there for 20 minutes. Even if you just stopped in really quick, 20 minutes, she wants to see everything that's come out, see all the rare releases. She's just really into that kind of information. I was in and out of Total Wine in three and a half minutes. Wow. And I did not know what I was going in for. But as soon as I saw this, I knew it was what I was leaving with. I have in front of me a can of Awkward Hug oh. from Kent Falls. Nice. What is it? Was it in the uh, secret fridge? It was in the secret, the secret cooler. Yes. Nice. Yes. And somebody, somebody learned about the secret cooler by watching me. By the way, it was quiet oh. in the store. Oh, really? <laughs> I walked in. I walked in. When I walked out, some guy was standing there, and he looked at me like I was insane. <laughs> like, why are you walking out of the back room? You clearly don't work here. And then he looked at, looked to my left at the sign that says "Walk In Cooler." And then he was just like, oh. And then he oh. went in as soon as I got out of his way. He just walked right in. It's like, oh, yeah, you've just discovered the best kept secret in all of Milford <laughs> that the good beer is kept in the back. So That's usually what happens. So I'll be drinking that tonight. Um, and uh, man, what an end to the season. Let's just get right into it. <laughs> Craig, are you giving or receiving this week on uh, Burning Hot Takes? Um, I will... Receive. I've got two if you've only got one. That's fine. Let's start with the let's start with the easy stuff that happens after every season, which is Black Black Monday. Yeah. As they like to call it. So the following has happened since the end of games this weekend. So 
Most recently, the Giants fired Joe Judge. After they said they One, weren't going to. <laughs> after they said they weren't going to and had two. It kind of reminded me almost, it was almost as bad, not as bad, but almost as bad as when the Cowboys fired, what's his name? Barry Switzer? Last year. No. No, 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 no. The guy who just left. Oh, what's his name that was on the Giants? The yes, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Uh, that guy. Who's that guy? You know that guy. But you remember when they went to fire him, they tried to fire him like four days in a row. Do you remember the, this? Yes. <laughs> he, kept, he kept coming back for work. <laughs> You're not going to fire me. <laughs> Jason Garrett. That's there you who I'm go. thinking of. Jason Garrett. Yeah, Jason Garrett, like they tried to fire him on Monday. He showed up on Tuesday and said, I'm committed to the Cowboys. I'm not leaving. And they were like, no, no, really. Clean out your desk and go. And he showed up on Wednesday and went, I'm here to show you how dedicated I am. And they were like, you don't work here anymore. And Thursday, he, his passkey code had changed. They couldn't get into the building. They were like, fine, this guy's not getting it. We're just going to lock him out of the building. <laughs> so I feel like the Giants were trying to avoid that with Joe Judge because that seems like the road they were going down. So we had Joe Judge fired. The Vikings fired Mike Zimmer. The Bears fired Mike Nagy. M M Matt Nagy. Mike Nagy's a different guy. Uh, the Dolphins fired Brian Flores. And the Broncos fired Vic Fangio. So keep, keep in mind that the Raiders already had an opening before this. So that's the Giants, Vikings, so Bears, the Jags. Jags have Dolphins, <laughs> Broncos. You're right, Jags and Raiders. That's seven head coach openings as of right now. My question for you is, of the guys who got fired recently, so take the Jags and the Raiders out, which of the firings that happened this week was the most shocking to you and why? Um, I think to me... Well, it had to be the Brian Flores firing because mm. he had a winning record. They won eight in a row. He kind of turned the Dolphins around. They swept yeah. the they swept the Patriots for the first time in like twenty something years, twenty one years. Mm -hmm. So that shocked me, and then it started coming out where you know it sounded more like it wasn't his coaching, is more how he got along with ownership. Yeah, there's that interpersonal did, that, that did him in there. Uh, mm -hmm. But before knowing that, that's the one that probably surprised me the most. For me, it was Vic Fangio. I did not. I, I knew there was. They were talking about the future of the Broncos, et cetera, et cetera. The guy was beloved by his players, and let's face it, the Broncos don't have a talented team on offense. They've got two running backs. Their wide receiver core is terrible. I mean, he ins okay. he insulted his quarterbacks in his last interview. So He's a defensive coach. <laughs> He's a defensive coach. He should insult. And all right, listen, the way they played this year, they should be insulted. They should be insulted. They earned every every negative word he said about them. They earned. <laughs> Drew Locke is terrible. And you know what? Here's the problem. Look at what's good about that team. The defense was decent. The running backs were great. Who is responsible for the fact that quarterback is a tire fire? It's not him. It's Elway. So I, I was shocked that Fangio went. Really, really shocked that Fangio went. And I think it's a mistake. I think firing him is a mistake. I also think firing Mike Zimmer is a mistake. Same problem. The Vikings have a running crew and nothing else. They have Kirk. Who yeah, they, he's terrible. The Vikings owe Kirk $45 million next year. Yeah, that divorce is coming after next season. You think so? <laughs> oh, no question in my mind. That divorce is coming after next season. That absolutely don't be shocked if the Vikings are players in the quarterback market this year, like they were the year they brought him in because Teddy Bridgewater was not pulling weight back in his days in Minnesota.
Don't be shocked if you hear Russell Wilson's name dropped with Minnesota over the course of the offseason. Don't be shocked. Mind you, Britt just doesn't want him to want Russell Wilson to wind up in Denver. I don't want Russell Wilson <laughs> to end up anywhere near my teams. No, <laughs> I don't want him. I, I think the Raiders are going to change quarterbacks. I think the only, I think the Denver Denver's going to change quarterbacks. The Chargers and the Chiefs are the only two people in the AFC West who are not looking for new quarterbacks. So that's true. All right. So there, there's our first question. What do you got for me? All right. So I'm going to read you a quote from a coach who did not get fired. Okay. That's. Well, at least that takes like five guys <laughs> off the list. Um, this coach said, we love the team we had this year. We knew everyone we brought in this year. We expected to play winning football. Next year's roster will be next year's roster. Roster. I don't want to open it up about one player and then start talking about all of them. This was Frank Reich when he was asked about Carson Wentz being a Colt next year. Is Carson Wentz going to be a cult next year? No. No. It's pretty clear he's not the answer there. Frank Reich did everything he could with that 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 setup. And again, another team, they've got the running back in place. They've got decent receivers, I think is the big difference. Um, but no. Can, can we just analyze that quote for, by, for a second, by the way? Yeah. Read it one more time. Okay. <clears throat> we love the team we had this year. We knew everyone we brought in this year. We were we expected to play winning football. Next year's roster will be next year's roster. I don't want to open it up about one player and then start talking about all of them. Okay, so two things in there that just stand out as I'm going to do everything I can to not avoid to avoid answering this question directly. We knew everyone we brought in this year. That is true of every football team ever, every sports <laughs> professional sports team ever. <laughs> There's this thing that maybe Frank Reich isn't, isn't aware of the existence of scouts, but there are people out there who look and see and say, hey, that guy's pretty good. You should draft or sign him. So we knew everyone we brought in this year is like one of the best non-answers of all time. <laughs> that's, all, that's right up there with they, they are who we thought they were. Secondly, right. <laughs> next year's roster will be next year's roster. After this is over, Today, after our recording is over, I will go out into the living room and my wife will ask me a innocuous question about the future. <laughs> what are we having for dinner next week, tomorrow? Are we going to see your family next week? Have you gotten a call back from your doctor? I am going to, whatever she asks me, I'm going to spiral it into a response like that. Nice. So she says, what are you making for dinner tomorrow night? Hey, listen, tomorrow night's dinner is tomorrow night's dinner. <laughs> And I'm I mean, just going to wait for the look on her face that is going to be somewhere between anger, disgust, and confused puppy, <laughs> and just go from there. Are we supposed to see your family this weekend? Hey, listen, my family visits are my, my next family visit is my next family visit. I'm not going to worry about it now. I'm not going to talk about it now and see if that works. <laughs> I'm going to see if it works. I'm going to go. I'm going to put money on it right now. It's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, and the question was, is Carson Wentz going to be the starting quarterback next year? That was the question, which led to that. Answer, non-answer. Do you remember an old game show from the 80s called Chain Reaction? Yes. For those who have no idea what we're talking about, they would put two words that seemingly had no connection and like eight blank spaces. And every word that touched another word had to make some sort of common phrase or association and lead to the other one. But you would get something like bored as the top word and then like, I don't know, 
beer. I'm just going to board and beer. And you'd have to link board and beer. And you'd play this game. And when the board was full, you were supposed to be able to read down the board and it would make sense. So the host, at the end of every round, the host would be like, okay, so let's read down and see what we got. Well, board and game, of course, obviously, there's such a thing as board games. And if you're playing a game, you're trying to win. So that's why win goes with game. And win is short for window. And windows are what lets you look out into the world. So that's why win and world connect. And you'd be like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Pretty much. And like eight words later, you're like, none of this makes sense to me. And I feel stupider for having listened to this. (laughs) That's what that statement from Frank Reich sounded like to me. (laughs) I'm trying to explain something in the most nonsensical way. I'm trying to wipe your brain clean of reason. So that you just write down these words and leave me alone. (laughs) And don't ask me the question again. That's it. That's how I felt. That's how I felt listening to you. I, I, I feel like I lost several brain cells <laughs> listening to you read that quote. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> All right. Let's just move on from that. All right. Uh, last question today before we move on. Breaking news today. Eric Weddle came out of retirement. Do you remember Eric Weddle? I do. He's like 40 now, isn't he? He's a, 37. He's a safety. 37. The free, the free safety a six-time Pro Bowler, today signed with the L.A. Rams. Oh, came out of retirement, huh? (laughs) He came out of retirement because Jordan Fuller, the Rams' free safety, uh, is done with a season-ending ankle injury. So Weddle has signed a deal to come back to L.A. for their playoff run. He has not seen game action in two years. I hope he kept up with his physical activity. Um, he must have passed a physical already. Craig, does this matter for the Rams game this weekend? <clears throat> does it help um, them is what I should say? If he, I'm assuming he's going to start physically. I don't know how he is. Like you said, clearly he must have passed a physical for them to sign him. But he does have he does have a lot of experience. And when he was with the Rams, he was a captain. And he was their defensive play caller, which yep. which is what Fuller was as well. So... With the Rams being his last team he was on, I feel like this was this was a good I think this was a good choice by the Rams as like a safety net. Mm-hmm. No, we got a guy who oh, used yeah. to play for us. No question. You know, he used to play for us. He was a captain and he already knows how to call defensive plays. We yep. don't have to really tell him anything, you know. So yep. Yeah, I, I I I'm not sure how this I this Rams Cardinals games, first off, when two divisional teams meet in the playoffs in the first round of the playoffs, everything gets thrown out the window. Like we have Cardinals Rams this weekend. That's why I'm going this route. It does not matter what happened in their two previous games. The only thing that matters is that they know each other inside and out right now. Yeah. I'm looking to see who else. Do we have any other situations? Oh, we have Patriots at Bills. That it does not matter that, that, that they play in the same division. What did they split this year? Patriots and Bills. I have no idea. I think so. I have to look it up. Uh, yes, they did. They each, <laughs> They each won as visitors. <laughs> Patriots won in Buffalo, and Buffalo won in New England. It, but all that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, everything goes out the Frelin window. So I, I don't know how this is going to work with Arizona and the Rams. It's an intriguing game. I'm scared to death of it. Speaking of which, that just segues into our next segment, which is it's time to make picks for Wild Card Weekend. Dun dun. dun. Oh. <laughs> Here's what I want to do tonight. All right. Really quick, I just want to go game by game, 30 seconds, straight winners, and why. 
And then we're going to talk about our picks for the lines and betting and whatnot. I've heard from the source. I got an encrypted email about an hour ago. I, I got, I remembered the name of my first dog and I was able to get into it. <laughs> so thank you, Muffin. Um, so let's go down the lineup. So first game of the week is Saturday and we kick off with the barn burner that is Raiders at Bengals. Shall we just start with just assuming you're going to go with the Bengals? Um, I am going to go with the Bengals. Uh, and that's because this is Derek Carr's first playoff game ever. He missed the last one. The Raiders were in with an injury. And Burrow and <clears throat> Jamar Chase are used to playing in front of large screaming crowds in any championship-type setting. So I think that's going to help them overall. I don't think Cincinnati knows what to do in the playoffs in terms of, like, crowd I have more faith in Burrow and Chase on the field than I do of the fans in the stadium. Like, most well, of them aren't aware that they have to show up this weekend, I don't think. Well, I mean it more in so, like, a in the, player, in the player's point of view of it, where, like, you're in a, you're in a playoff or championship game, so that, add, just, that just adds extra nerves compared to, you know, sure. it's like a regular I'm gonna take the game. Bengals. I'm going to take the Bengals because the, the Raiders are still the Raiders. And there you go. The <laughs> end. Patriots at Bills. Make your pick. Bills, they have a lot to prove. And I think their defense, if their running defense shows up for a change, unlike that last interview their safeties had about their run defense where they walked off of uh, out of the interview, uh, if their run yeah. defense shows up, uh, the Bills win. I don't know what the – you know what? I'm, I'm going to take the Bills, but I am not shocked if the Patriots win this game. That I'm, also not shocked, I'm also not shocked that this game's 45 to 10, one way or the other, <laughs> because they both had the possibility to do that. Eagles at Bucks. Um, I'm just the Bucks. They have more experience. The Eagles really disappointed me against Dallas, so I don't know I'm what taking, the hell the Eagles are doing. I'm taking the Eagles because I hate the Bucks. That's fair. The end. <laughs> Niners at Cowboys. I'm going to go. Niners, because I still don't think the Cowboys are that great of a team. Niners, and I'm going to call blowout. Niners plus three at Cowboys is going to be a must-look-at bet. Just saying. It's not my pick of the week. You guys are all going to be shocked by my pick of the week. <laughs> but Niners, I'm taking the Niners straight up, and, and they're the underdog. So, Steelers at Chiefs. Uh, Sunday night. Thank God money's a holiday. <laughs> I'm going to go with Chiefs. I think the Steelers are, you know, they're playing for Ben, so I guess they're a little more motivated after that horrible game that should have been a tie. So the Steelers got in. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to yeah. take the Steelers plus 28. So <laughs> Plus 28? <laughs> I've got the line at 12 and a half. I don't know where you're betting, but I want to talk to them. And then lastly, Cardinals at Rams. I think this is the hardest game to call. Uh, that is, uh, man. I'm going to say. And again, I split. They split this year. They did divisional game. The thing is, when the Rams' offense is on, it's on, and the Cardinals' defense has been kind of like the last few weeks. They've been a little like eh, like hit or miss. So, Stafford dealing uh, with a toe injury. They don't think it's going to be a problem, but that's yeah. You're right. That's the hardest game to call this week. I'm gonna take the Rams, but I'm not confident in it at all. Like I'm not laying any money on this game at all. So, all right, with that being said, let's get to the money games we are going to lay money on. <laughs> Let me grab my phone and enter the specialized password I received. Okay, log back in. There's my facial recognition. 
Muffin was the name of my first dog. <laughs> There's my two-factor authentication. Okay. The source says there are two games he likes this week, and he's intrigued by both of them. He's taking Bucks minus eight and a half, hmm. and and Niners plus three. And when you parlay them on FanDuel right now at the time of recording, which is Wednesday night, it's a plus 261 parlay Ooh. for the Bucks and the Niners to cover. I really like that bet. That's I really good. like that bet. I just said the Eagles are going to beat the Bucks. That's, I really you think, did. wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> but the betting part of me thinks that Bucks minus eight and a half is kind of a no-brainer against the Eagles, right? I think so. I think they're going to cover that. And I think, I think you and I both said San Francisco is going to win that game. So San Francisco plus three is really attractive. Really attractive. What do you got? What are you betting this weekend? What's <clears> intriguing <throat> to you? Um, let me open this fancy app here. Hold on. Yes, open the fancy app. Let's see here. Ah, uh, wow. You know what? Less games makes it more difficult to bet. It does. <laughs> you have you have fewer options. You do. Um, I do like I do like anywhere. I do like the 49ers plus three. <clears throat> That's just and, it feels like. And do you take the over in that game? What's the over? 51. No. No. I can't trust either offense. That game's as much 17-3 as it is 30-20. to 20. I, I wouldn't touch the over-under. I could see it going either way. I mean, Dallas killed the over on the, the, the last game by themselves. I took the under in that game, and I was pissed off. But that's another story. <laughs> that's how I felt so, about right, the ja- <coughs> Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who the hell took the Jaguars in the last week? Well, I took the I, over, I took the over in that game, and the Colts screwed that up. <laughs> oh, here's yeah. my pick. Here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Listen carefully to me. You're going to turn on the Chiefs game because <laughs> it's 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 national and it's Sunday night. You're going to turn on the Chiefs game. You're going to monitor the score carefully. As soon as the Chiefs are up by 21 points or halftime occurs. You're going to go on FanDuel and put money or, or DraftKings or wherever else you bet, and you're going to put mid-game money on the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's right, at plus 28. <laughs> the Chiefs are the, one of the best first-half teams in the league. The Steelers are one of the worst and one of the better second-half teams. The last time these two teams met, it was, uh, sorry, hold on a second, 26 nothing at halftime? Yeah. Just and the about. final score was 33-10. I was sitting on our our contributor Sean's couch with Craig 10 feet from me, and I went, the frickin' line is like plus 28. And he looked at me, and he went, you're joking. And I went, no, the Steelers <laughs> are plus 28 because it's halftime, and they're already down by 26. And we put $10 on it and hit with in our sleep. <laughs> as soon as the Chiefs go up by three scores, put money on the Steelers. That's what I'm doing this week. I'm not betting that game in advance. Oh, plus 12 and a half. Nope, not enough points. Nope. That's like as the, soon as um... the Chiefs, as soon as they go up 24 to three and Pittsburgh is looking at like plus 27 points for the rest of the game, I'm putting money on the Steelers. Yeah, it's now, you know, our uh, our contributor, Cinch, he's, he's all about in-game betting. And it's funny because that was the week he talked about it. Yep. If you remember. <laughs> so we have a, we have a contributor's thread on our phones where we all talk about what happens and people share news, et cetera, insights. 
I openly threatened our contributors to stop talk, stop talking about how good the Chiefs are because every <laughs> week they say the Chiefs are good, the Chiefs lose. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, listen, I will disown you all, and that includes the source who I am physically related to, and I will disown his ass in a heartbeat if he junks, jinxes my Chiefs anymore. But that week, Cinch said, I think the real money to be made is mid-game because adjustments you have to take into account on adjustments and stuff. And I said, you know what? He's right. The Steelers have started off slow every game this year, and the Chiefs start off quickly. So Steelers-Chiefs is like a firestorm, perfect storm situation for mid-game betting. The Chiefs are going to be up at halftime. I, I, I will be, you know what? I will put five, if I'm going to put any money in advance, I'm going to put five bucks a money line that the Chiefs win the first half. No mm-hmm. points, Chiefs win yeah. the first half. They, they're going to win the first half against the Steelers. That's, I'm, I'm confident in that. But I'm also confident that if that score is 22 to three at halftime, the Steelers are going to cut that margin in the second half. They've done it multiple times this year. Now, there have been times where they failed to do it. But there's also been a lot of times where they've just they've just done it. So that's my pick right there. I'm I'm gonna say keep a close eye on it. Mid game action, Chiefs Steelers is gonna be the way to go. It's gonna be the way to go. All right, let's move on to the metric. <laughs> I said to the metric, listen. <laughs> by the way, metric absolutely. I I, I did a, a pool based off of the metric on Saturday games, and I hit huge. Not like thousands of dollars huge but because I, I don't bet that much but i hit and i like tripled my money on saturday so on sunday i went metric we're laying it on the line and i gave it all fucking back <laughs> on sunday it, the metric it, let me down it happens it, happens. it does so i sit there and i'm like i had a break even week and i feel shitty about it because i was up on saturday and i'm down on sunday all right so i said to the metric you got to figure this out so i said listen we're not going to talk about Sunday pools. I just, just let's talk about wild card weekend in general. Tell me what you got. And he said, listen, you think this is going to be a good weekend, right? And I said, yes. <laughs> you think people are going to score a lot of points, right? And I said, yes, I got a pick for you. And I'm like, all right, I'm listening. It's a quarterback and he's outside the top five salaries. And I'm like, all right, now we're talking. <laughs> I want you to take Dak Prescott. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Dak Prescott, 6,400. I've got him pegged for 21 points. And I'm looking at my own system. <laughs> and I'm like, this is never going to happen. So I said, if I don't want to take Prescott, what do you got? And he goes, well, I don't like this so much because he's hurt. But Stafford's only 6,300. And I said, now we're talking. Arizona, Arizona just brought a guy out of retirement. Their secondary is so banged up. <laughs> so I've got Stafford tagged for 21 points as well. So I'm going to be using Matt Stafford this week in a lot of lineups. Craig, what do you like this week? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm definitely not going to take Prescott. Still not a believer in Dallas. I know. I'm sorry, Dallas fans. No just faith. Not, just teams that are over 500, they don't have a good record against. That's that's just how it is. Um I do like Stafford at 6,300. It's, and you know, there's not a lot of, to pick from this week. No, you only have, <laughs> you know, we only have 12, 12. You only have 12 teams. Yeah. So there's not, not a lot. You know, you can, I don't know if, is Garoppolo going to play? Because he did hurt his hand. Um. So if Garoppolo doesn't play, maybe you look at Trey Lance, but I think Garoppolo is playing. 
And so if- I ran I ran that predictive index because there is a chance that Lance plays, and the metric is putting his chances at like three percent. Trey Lance's chances at three percent. So mm-hmm. I, I think I think Garoppolo is going to play. But yeah, if Garoppolo doesn't play, Garoppolo is fifty three hundred on DraftKings, and Lance is five thousand. So they're similar numbers. No, and I mean, if you're going to pay up, you're either going to take Burrow or Mahomes. I'm not going to touch either. Um, although I think Burrow's going to have a big day. I think if I had to take one, I'm taking Burrow at 7,300 over Mahomes at 7,400. I, I think both teams are going to have very little difficulty in their games. But I, I, I just I have a feeling in the pit of my stomach that the Bengals are going to try and limit Mixon if they can not saying they're going to i'm saying they're going to try to if that game gets to 21 10 don't be shocked if you start seeing Mixon sit out whole series or if you see burrow throwing in situations that you think well this is definitely gonna be a handoff to Mixon. i just think they're so much healthier in the passing game right now with more weapons and, and we all know running games win super bowls every time the year the Chiefs won, uh, Damian Williams had the best game of his life. So I think that that's going to, they want Mixon fresh. I think they want Mixon fresh. So I, I'm, I think I would take, if I had to choose between the two, I'd take Burrow over Mahomes. Makes sense. Yeah. All right, moving on to running back. I said, all right, listen, you got to make up for that Dak Prescott shit. And he said, don't worry, I got you. You're going to take Leonard Fournette. And I'm like, the motherfucker is on IR. <laughs> and I said this, and then I said to myself, wait a minute, trust your trust your process. And I looked it up, and Leonard Fournette practiced today and is expected to play on Sunday. Oh, good for him. <laughs> so Leonard Fournette at 5,900 heads the metric. I really, really like Sony Michelle this week at 5,400. I think 15 to 16 points easy. I think they're leaning on him. Oh, well, Cam Akers is back. Yeah, great. I don't think it matters. I think they're going to lean on the experienced running back and they're going to leverage them both. But when the, the important carries are going to go to Sony Michelle. So I really like Fournette and Michelle this week. And that saves me money. If I do that, who do you like this week? Uh, this week? I do like Fournette if he plays and he's healthy. Uh, he's potentially to have a pretty big game against Philadelphia, especially at 1500. And mm-hmm. then Somebody gonna like miss someone mid tier because I'm not gonna pay really up for Mixon at 7100. I think he's he's too expensive. He's actually he's the most expensive running. Yeah, he's the most expensive running back this week. I do like uh where'd he go? Najee Harris because oh the Chiefs defense. eh. Well, no, plus the Chiefs defense, but I think in this game they're going to rely on Najee Harris a lot especially with his elbow not being as hurt as they thought it was last week. Mm. So I think he's he's going to become a very huge part of their game plan. So I think mm-hmm. just just the amount of like touches he's going to have, I think he's worth starting. Um <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. I'm I'm not convinced on Najee Harris, but and at 6600 he's too expensive. I mean, I like I like Connor, but he's 6300. Damian Harris 6400 feels too expensive. Like, I'll take Leonard Fournette or Sony Michelle over all of these guys. Tony Pollard is 5300 There's only $100 more to go to Sony Michelle. Just saying. <clears throat> you know, I mean, all right. Let's move on to wide receivers. 
So I said to Metricker, said, listen, he gave me a Dallas quarterback and a guy on IR. Hmm. Give me something reliable here. He went, you, re- you want reliable? And I went, yes, I want reliable. He goes, you're going to take Cooper Cup. And I'm like, I could have told you that, but he's $9,000. <laughs> and my metric has him at 30 points, which puts him in the value range. And I'm like, all right, well, what if I can't afford Cooper Cup? Well, Debo Samuel is the next name on my list, and he's 8,100. I'm like, well, Jesus Christ, if I'm looking for value. <laughs> Those I can't two are not it. it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the chalk. Let's talk value. I know who the chalk are. The chalk are Cup and Samuel. Who's value? And the metric said Tyler Boyd at 4,600 is absolute value. And I said, okay, that's better. And they said Byron Pringle. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I kid you not. (laughs) Craig, you have it in front of you right now, right? I do. Yep. Yep. Byron Pringle is the number four value play in the metric. I don't know why you all started talking about Byron Pringle, but you're stepping in my territory and I'm not having it. But he's, I'm going to use a lot of Boyd and though. So, it's, oh my God! Remember when he was like two thousand every week, and we used to use it because it was fun. Yeah, and he was cheap. <laughs> now I have to game plan for Byron Pringle. Are you kidding? He's got better value than Mer- Miko Hardman. Hmm. Oh. oh, what a list! Yeah, so <laughs> I, I'm going to use Boyd and Pringle where I can. I'm going to try to sneak in Cup or Samuel if I have to choose between one. I'm probably taking Samuel just because he's $900 cheaper. But if I get to my flex spot and everything else is full and I've got nine grand left, you're damn right I'm using Cooper Cup in the flex. But I am probably using a lot of shares of Tyler Boyd and Byron Pringle. What do you like this week? Uh, Just for the price, I do like Boyd and Pringle. Uh, Even if you don't want to use Pringle, Nicole Hardman is $4,100, especially with, is Tyreek Hill like going to play? Tyreek Hill practice today. He's expected to play, but that could change. That could change. Again, he was, is, yeah. He was healthy Sunday morning. He goes out there, warms up, and all of a sudden it's coach. My heel hurts. It, yeah. It just it happens. <laughs> then all of a sudden it's the Byron Pringle show. <laughs> then all of a sudden it's it's all right, listen, me call Hardman, me call Hardman, me call we're calling 17. Jet sweep 17. Hmm. Left out pattern 17. Inside Delta Run, 17. And me, Corbin's like, dude, I- I'm on oxygen right now. you got to give me a break. <laughs> but, I mean, if Hill's not in it, I've got Pringle slated for four catches for 47. Um, One of those could be a touchdown. You never know. It's a 30% chance. The metric says it's a 30% chance of a touchdown. And yeah, 30% it, it, chance. If, you know, if I do have money left over in the flex and I have, I can afford Jamar Chase or Debo Samuel, of course I'm going to put them in there. Chase is going to um, get catches. The question is, Chase going to get the touchdown? Because right. Chase gets these huge bomb throws, but if you watch the Chief game, he puts one move, and all of a sudden, an in route that's going to go for 20 yards is all of a sudden a 45-yard touchdown pass. That's your too. It happens. It does happen. So, it do, it's the Raiders aren't good. Don't, don't take the fact that the, how the Raiders are a playoff team and the Colts are not, I still don't understand the math here. I don't understand the math. It, it just does not make a lick of sense to me. But yeah, it's going to be slim pickings. You guys are either going to have to go chalk here, or you're going to have to go value, or you're going to have to do a little bit of each. I know that doesn't tell you a lot, but you're not going to be able to have one of those weeks where you say, well, I can use three mid-range guys. Nuh-uh. There are no mid-range guys. The mid-range guys are all $5,000 each, which means you're going to end up with Christian Kirk, Brian Ayuk, and Gabe Davis. Sorry. <laughs> Samuel Boyd and Cup are going to, Samuel Boyd and Pringle, rather, 
are going to outscore that trio by a mile, in my mind. By a mile. And it's going to cost you about the same. I mean, there's, six... there's, there's always Amari Cooper. <laughs> Amari Cooper does exist. He does. <laughs> Moving on to tight end. I said, all right, talk to me about tight ends. And the metric said, listen, I, I know you're upset with me. I gave you a cowboy. I gave you a running back you didn't think was going to be playing. And I gave you, I gave you chalk at wide receiver. You got to trust me on this one. Pat Freermuth for Pittsburgh. And I went, oh my God, we're finally fucking talking the same language. <laughs> the Chiefs are abysmal across the middle. Abysmal. A tight end like Freermuth should have five catches for 60 plus yards easy. And he's only 4,200. I'm like, finally, I agree with my own system. <laughs> it happens. Randomly. But Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey is $2,500 more. <laughs> I'm not using him. Well, Darren but, Waller, $3,000 more. Not using him. Yeah, it's, it, too I'm much. Sorry, no, that's not right. Uh, $1,500 more. I'm spending less than five grand. Well, what if I want to spend less than that? There's a couple of cheap options out there that could go off. TJ Ozoma. $3,500 could go off. Cameron Brate, I swear to God, Brady has a wheel in his locker that he spins <laughs> and it lands on yes or no. Will Cameron Brate catch more than two passes today? If it lands on yes, Cameron Brate at 2,800 is a great option. The one, the one name that is intriguing to me yeah. is Jonu Smith. Really? Because he's only 2,700 and he's done crap all year. And this smells like an opportunity. Smells like an opportunity. Now, you want to go deep? You're like, hey, come on, Britt. Give me something nobody else knows. I'm going to go home or I'm going to tell you Blake Bell. Blake Bell in the Kansas City is only 2,600. And the last two games, he's been targeted a lot more than he has all season long. Really? More, than, I gonna more use... than Noah Gray, huh? Yeah, more so than Gray. Bell had some decent numbers. Hold on, let me pull up Bell's numbers. We'll do it on the fly. Play... Oh, excuse me, player stats. Uh, that's not true. It says he had zero targets against Denver. I saw him drop a ball against Denver. Okay. So now all of a sudden, now the, 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 the stats are making me look like a liar. He's only had one game all year with three targets or more, and that was against Cincinnati. But he caught all three for 35 yards. So I, I, I see, I see his, his role in the offense growing, personally. But that's the stats tell me I'm a liar. The stats Damn tell man. me I'm a liar. Which, <clears throat> well... Maybe I'm wrong on that. I'm just saying it. It looks, it feels like he's getting more targets, but I'm looking at his stats now. Maybe that's not not the accurate thing. So that's that makes it a flyer. So I'm still, I'm sticking with I'm sticking with Freermuth at 4,200. Yeah, I think Freermuth Freermuth is a good I choice. I can't say names. <laughs> um, I do for a little bit more. If you can afford it, I do like Zach Ertz against the Rams. Oh, they yeah. seem to be using him more as a, as like the season went on. So. He's settled in. The question is, how much are they actually going to throw? Yeah. And then if you, you know, another team, just like the Chiefs, another team that's not super against tight ends is the Bengals. So if you think the Raiders are going to target their tight ends, I don't know if they're going to. Kelsey do against the Bengals along that line. Hold on. I'm pulling up the stats right now. Doing it live. And actually, is Darren Waller oh. even playing? Uh, you know, I don't know. All right, so five, seven targets, five catches, but only 25 yards and a touchdown for Kelsey. 
against um against the Bengals. Now they're playing Pittsburgh. Where's that Pittsburgh game? Here's 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 what I want. Remember this: Pittsburgh zero targets, zero catches. Was he out that game? Did he not play? I think that was when he had COVID. No, that might have been the COVID game. You're right. That might have been the game he was because of COVID. Okay. You know what? He doesn't have a single other game with zero targets, so that has to be the game he missed. You're right. All right, so we can't go historical with that. So, all right, let's talk defenses. Yeah, pick one. <laughs> I have every defense between five and a half and eight points. I have the Bills at eight, and I have the Chiefs at eight point seven points, but they're both over three thousand dollars. So, who I'm going to use? I'm going to use New England. I got them pegged for eight points, and they're only twenty seven hundred. Yeah, but Buffalo, Buffalo's offense has been inconsistent, and the New England won in Buffalo earlier this year. They That's absolutely true. bedeviled Josh Allen. Shall I pull up Josh Allen's number for, numbers from that first game? Hey, why not? We've got time today. With fewer games to talk about. True. True. Come on. Load for me now. All right. Stats. At home against New England. <laughs> oh, my God. He was 15 for 30, a 50% completion rate for 145 yards and a touchdown. At New England, three weeks later, he was 30 for 47 for 314 yards and three touchdowns. So did Josh Allen figure out New England or was New England not playing well at home for whatever reason? Hmm. That's a good question. I'm saying... 145 yards is the lowest total he put out, all, the second lowest. He put out only 120 yards against Atlanta, but it was Atlanta. Oh, he threw three interceptions against Atlanta. Wow. Yeah, I guess Atlanta. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to take the Patriots and save money. What do you like in defense this week, Craig? Um, you know, I, you know I'm going to have to look at what I have left over like I do every week. Yeah. Which is the thing with defenses. Uh, I do because of this because of this signing and because they're playing at home. I do like the Rams against the Cardinals, but again, that game that game is either going to be like twelve to six. <laughs> it's either twelve to six or it's thirty-two <laughs> to twenty-six. Yes, essentially. So, um, and then yeah, the Patriots they do have a they have a decent defense, and like you said before, they did kind of contained Buffalo last time they were there. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. All this is accurate. All this is accurate. Oh, wildcard weekend. It drives me nuts. It drives me even more nuts because my team is playing. <laughs> I I didn't realize that I had Monday off until I knew Monday was Martin Luther King day. But for some reason I thought I didn't have it off. And I found out today at like three o'clock and I'm like, Oh my God, I don't have to worry about going, taking a nap on Sunday so I can stay up and watch the chief game Sunday night. I can just stay up Sunday night. Nice. I'm old. I'm old. What do you want from me? Do you I'm have old. President's Day off? No. Oh, I have President's Day off. Well, la-di-da. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing that in. <laughs> but I don't have Monday off. You don't have, you don't, oh, you, you work for a company that's internationally based. Yes. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. All right, well, that's fine. You get President's Day and I'll take Martin Luther King Day. But more importantly, let's move on to final thoughts. What do you got for us this week, Craig? Final thoughts is, you know, it's going to be weird for me because it's the first time watching the Bengals in the playoffs since 2015. And God willing, they'll win. So, When I'm, is that game? 
That is the first game at 4.30 on Saturday. How heavily are you drinking before? Um, I do have a couple double IPAs in the fridge that I'm saving. No. All right. <laughs> so let me, let me help you out. As a guy who has survived multiple playoff runs in the last couple of years, including two Super Bowl runs in the last two years, you're going to need something stronger for that first game. Try, you break out the bourbon. You're going to need it. All right. No, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Two years ago today, historically, by the way, going back in history, two years ago today was the day that the Chiefs came back from 24 down to beat the Houston Texans in the first round of the playoffs on their way to their first Super Bowl in uh, 50 years. Wow, they beat the Texans? The Texans were good? That first, <laughs> that first, that first wild card game. Remember, they were, they were the three seed? Was that with, that was with Watson playing, right? Yes. Yeah. And it was 24-0 at halftime. It was 24-0 at halftime, and I was drinking heavily. <laughs> so wait, was that the year they won the Super Bowl, or was that they lost to I believe Brady? that's the year they won. No, that was last year. Last year they lost. The year before they won. And the year before that they lost to, to Brady. They weren't, the... they, no, they've only been to two in a row. No, I mean, they lost in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, we lost at New England in the AFC Championship, yeah. Yeah, here it is. Two years ago, here it is. It's on Twitter, pulling up the tweet right now. NFL, two years ago today, the Chiefs pull off a 24-point com- playoff comeback for the ages against uh, Houston. That was, I think that was Patrick Mahomes' first playoff game. They were down 24 nothing and won that game. And I think, if I remember correctly, they won that game pretty easily. And, of course, all the... Uh, all the comments on, on Twitter. I remember it like it was yesterday. Words can't describe how angry I was. <laughs> Congrats, you beat the Texans. We. <laughs> Is that when the Texans turned the ball over twice inside their 10-yard line and also faked a punt inside their 40? I would give the Texans a bit of credit for that comeback. <laughs> that's wow, a, that's harsh. That's a fair assessment, I guess. <laughs> it's fair, but it's harsh. <laughs> It's ours. Okay, my my final thought is just playing DFS in the playoffs is very tricky. Be conservative. That's all I'm saying is be conservative because it gets very very tricky and it's hard it's hard with shorter slates. There's a reason why I target when I do my my stats and whatnot. I target the main slate on Sunday is because a lot of people like to play, well, I'm only going to play the early slate, the 1 o'clock games. The smaller the slate, the more variance can play into what you're doing. The fewer players you have to choose from, the more likely it is that somebody out there is going to pick that wild play, like, I don't know, Byron Pringle, (laughs) and he goes off. It's not going to be Byron Pringle, but somebody's going to go off that you don't expect. I think we're all confident in that much. Somebody is going to shock this week that was really cheap in DFS. You don't want to be caught on the short end of that. So be cautious. It's going to be Tyler Boyd. <laughs> I don't even think Tyler Boyd would be a big shock. Honestly, yeah, I think probably not. No. Yeah. Yeah. Which reminds me before I let you go. And before I do our goodbyes, have you watched book of Boba Fett? Uh, the first two episodes. Yes. I just watched episode three. No spoilers here, guys. Don't worry. This smells more and more. If Mandalorian was a Western, 
set in Star Wars universe. This is more and more the Godfather set in the Star Wars universe. Oh, nice. All right. <laughs> like, seriously, he does everything this episode, but wake up with... He does everything this episode except wake up with a Wookiee head in his bed. <laughs> Although he sleeps in a, ba a back to tank. So he wakes up, you know, you know what I'm saying? He does. Though. Yeah. So it's just like, wow. So anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, leave us a review wherever you listen to us, all the different podcast directories. We are on so many of them right now that I've stopped listing them. If you'd like to reach out to us, please do so. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to write an email, we are FignutsDFS at gmail.com. We enjoy hearing from you and we appreciate your feedback. Craig, we made it to the playoffs. We did. Now we just have to survive the first playoffs in like... Seven or eight years where both our teams are in it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck to your team this weekend. I hope they perform well. Thank you. And, you uh, too. Hopefully, Yeah, thank you. Hopefully next week we get back together. We're talking about how good our, our teams did. So until then, we will talk to you next week. Enjoy Wildcard Weekend. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Hi, Deb. <sighs> <laughs>